Welcome to the Building a Story Brand podcast, where we believe if you confuse, you'll lose. Noise is the enemy, and creating a clear message is the best way to grow your business. I'm your host, Donald Miller. I'm joined by my co-host, J.J. Peterson. Hi, J.J. Hi, Don. J.J., we got a book coming out. I know. I'm so excited. Feels like forever. It has been. You took a really long time. (laughs) (laughs) It did take a long time. I actually started this book before the last book. Finished the last book, and released got, it, promoted it, and then went back to, really? s- to finish. Yeah, I didn't even know that. It started before. Tim can tell you. Started wow. it. Yeah, because I went to a cabin to write that book, and I got caught up in this one yeah. first. I thought, okay, you got to put this on hold. <laughs> and so it does feel like a long time coming. Congratulations. It's fun that we built a company and a podcast before the book. It's like the cart before the horse. Yeah. Normally, the book comes out, the book gets popular, and then you build a company off of it. And the day that this podcast drops, it comes out tomorrow. It comes out Tuesday, the 10th. Yeah. October 10th. Yeah. So if you're listening to it on the 9th, hold your breath. Because <laughs> tomorrow's a Because when big you day. come back to consciousness, the book will be, book will out. be out. Oh, <laughs> seriously, congratulations. Thanks. I, I love it. Congrats I've, to you because you've spoken into it so much and both of us went around the country teaching this thing so much and sharpening <laughs> the ideas and <laughs> learning from our own clients, you know, yeah. what they executed and what worked for them to return their investment, just good stuff. Yes. But the point of the book, the book's called Building a Story Brand, and the point of this podcast, though, is to actually summarize the book. Because you say, Donna, I ain't got $17. Yeah. I mean, that's just a lot of money. <laughs> a lot of money to spend on a book. <laughs> I got it. Better be worth it. I want to grow my business, but I'm not going to put $17 in. Better be worth it. <laughs> <laughs> and also to whet your appetite uh-huh. to make you salivate for this yeah. book. Recipes in it are incredible, by the way. <laughs> so we're going to summarize each yes. point. But each point is actually going to be something that will radically grow your business. And it's also a summary. We haven't done this for 50-something episodes. We're actually going to summarize this SB7 framework, yeah. the story brand framework. Yep. So you're going to get a lot out of this episode. Yep. And each point of the framework is going to help you grow your business. It's going to have a little bit of a paradigm shift. But the book is for anybody who, when somebody asks them at a cocktail party, what do you do? They either fumble over their words or they say something stupid like, well, my grandfather started the company. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) it's really complicated. It's really complicated. complicated. (laughs) It's so hard to explain. Every second you spend doing that, you're losing money because people buy things based on the words they hear. They buy things because they read something or heard something that made them say, I want that. And we all do it. You go to Amazon.com. I don't know about you. I read a little bit of the description. I go straight to the reviews, right? (laughs) You read the reviews, who likes it, who doesn't. And then I buy the book after that. But it's the words that people use that sell things. And if we haven't actually taken time to decide what words we're going to use to describe our products and services, to describe our company, we're flying blind. We're losing sales. Yep. And so this book is about setting aside some time and saying, I want to do this. The great thing is it clarifies your message so it all fits on one page. Yeah. And we actually created that page for you online. Yeah. It's at mystorybrand.com. It's a beautiful piece of software, and you can enter in seven categories your brand message, and you can sit there and look at it, and it lays out just like a story in a Hollywood film. Yeah. It is awesome. Yeah. And so I'm really proud of it. (laughs) Anyway, I want to dive in and just go through the book. I mean, you've been teaching this as long as I have, so we can just have a little bit of a dialogue. I mean, I don't know if I want a dialogue because I kind of am excited to just interview you. Finally, you're going to let me interview somebody on the podcast. (laughs) So So I feel like, I mean, yeah, I mean, sure, we can do a dialogue, but like, why can't I be the interviewer? Why can't I be in that chair for a bit? It just makes me look like a narcissist that you would even say that. (laughs) 
Well, I mean, no. I would be excited for you to go interview people. I I know who it would be. be Literally, I do the podcast and walk out the door. You do all the hard work, and I'm fine with that. (laughs) (laughs) If we set you free to do interviews, can you imagine what you'd come back with? It's like, this was the third midget in Wizard of Oz. Great. (laughs) That's exactly what I would do. I would love that interview. This person made the longest licorice rope (laughs) in the world. Oh, I can't wait to find that This is not helpful. Did we fly him there? Yes, he went first class, by the way. An entire season on donuts. An entire (laughs) season on donuts. Sadly, the podcast would do better. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It would not grow our company. I really am excited about this book being out and in the hands of people, being able to help clarify their message, get the words that sell for their website, for emails, for sales calls, for meetings, all of it. It works for all of it. And you put it so simply, and there's really seven principles that make up the story brand framework, the SB7 framework. And that's really what we're going to go through. So we're going to dive into the seven principles. But before we do that, I want to back up a little bit and just ask you why story why use story as the framework to help people clarify their message well the problem that we have is people aren't paying attention to us right we spend all this (laughs) money on a website we put out facebook ads we write blogs and nobody's paying attention we give our little elevator pitch or people ask what we do and we say at the cocktail party nobody asks for our business card and we're losing sales right story is the most powerful tool in the universe to compel a human brain when a story starts, people start paying attention. And what we want is for people to pay attention. So early on, years ago, I said, okay, how can we, you know, I'd studied story for years, writing screenplays and writing books. And I knew you have to obey these principles to get people to turn the page. Mm-hmm. So the question was, how do we use these principles to get people to pay attention to our brand, to our yeah. products? And yep. that was kind of the breakthrough for me when the seven-part framework sort of lined up and it started working. So that's the real reason. But the other thing we need to understand is the way the human brain actually works. Because I want to talk a little bit about why people are designed to ignore you. There's actually a chapter in the book called Why People Are Designed to Ignore You. And there's a couple of reasons. One, the dominant function of the human brain, what the human brain is always trying to do most, is survive and thrive. And you understand this, JJ. You worked at a university. Abraham Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And so you wake up in the morning, the first thing you think about is uh, food. You know, you've already got shelter, (laughs) so you don't have to think about that. And then you're thinking about relationships or you're thinking about whatever. You know, there's there's a hierarchy of survival mechanisms that are working our brain. But the dominant function of the brain is to help you survive. What that means is every customer that we have is constantly thinking about how they can survive. And survival is huge. I mean, you're talking about making money, saving money, achieving status, associating in tribes that can protect you, having relationships that nurture you, on and on and on. All those things are survival. So really, everything that you desire can somehow be connected back to survival. Now, here's why I bring that up. Most of us, when we create a website or we do a keynote or we, we stand up in front of a group to give a talk, we start talking about things that have nothing to do with that audience's survival. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so what do you think they're doing? Ignoring. Yeah, they're ignoring you because yep. they're just like they're looking for data on how they can survive and thrive. And so you say, well, my grandfather started the company or we won an award from J.D. Power and Associates or you know, we yeah, see yeah. these ads and we just go, that's a waste of money. Because nobody cares that you won an award from J.D. Power and Associates. They care about, you know, whatever. They care about surviving and thriving themselves. They care about surviving and thriving themselves. The story is about them, not you. Now, there's a second thing that the brain is trying to do, and it's trying not to burn very many calories. It actually takes calories to process 
information. You know, you and I know when we yeah. teach one of these workshops, we are exhausted. <laughs> exhausted. At the yeah, end. it's all those things where you're sitting there for two days and you're like, all I did was sit and think and I am exhausted. Why? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like that at the end of a writing day, even just a few hours. I'll yeah. come back from the writing shed and Betsy wants to talk and I just have one word answers. <laughs> and she's like, you literally haven't done anything. I'm like, no, I thought a million words. Yeah, you know, yeah. I had the process for your brain is burning calories to do that stuff. So if your brain is burning a ton of calories, processing information, and your brain is also saying, what in this information is going to help me survive and thrive? Then at some point, your brain says, you know what? We're burning too many calories to process this information. And so I'm going to check out because there's nothing here that relates to my survival. That's why, especially today, when people are encountering more than 3,000 commercial messages a day, we're all thumbing through our phones, looking at Instagram, I and mean, we are bombarded. My news, I probably spend two hours a day reading news. I bet you I read 50 news articles a day. That is a ton of information. So the only thing that's really going to get through to us, especially today, in the last five years, this has changed so dramatically, the only thing that's going to get through to us are messages that have to do with our survival. They pertain to our survival, and they are so clear and simple that I don't have to burn any calories to access them. You've been with me, JJ. I've gone around the country and asked thousands of people, what did Jeb Bush want to do with America? And I've never gotten an answer. Yeah. Crickets. Yeah. 10,000 people in the room. Nobody can answer. And then I say, what did Donald Trump want to do with America? And they say, everybody says, make America great again. Yeah. You were in Australia. I was in Australia. <laughs> I was doing workshop in <laughs> Australia. And I said, I don't know how this is going to go. I'm going to ask the question. And I said, you know, how many of you know what Jeb Bush or even Hillary Clinton wanted to do with America? They couldn't answer. And said, okay, here's the real test. What did Donald Trump want to do? And they all said, make America great. That's they the power it. of a simple message. And now we ask ourselves, did the best candidate win or did the, the candidate with the most simple, accessible message? Yeah. Now, regardless of what you think of Trump or who you think should be president, I want to come back to your brand. And I want to ask this. Are you getting beat in the marketplace because your message is confusing? Yeah. And we meet clients all the time who come to us and they have something on their website that says, trust is the commodity we exchange. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh -huh. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Yeah, no. I don't know what you're selling. So now you're going, I'm, you're going to have to burn a ton of calories in order to process this information and filter through it to see if there's anything in here for you. And 99% of people aren't going to do it. Yep. But this presents amazing hope for us. Yeah. If we clarify our message, we can beat the competition. Our businesses yep. can grow again. This, I'm convinced, is the biggest competitive advantage you can have as a company today. Yeah. Every time you hand a customer a piece of information, you're handing them an eight-pound bowling ball. That's how you have to think of it. Mm -hmm. And you hand them the first bowling ball, and you know it's kind of uncomfortable, but they can carry it. The second one, really uncomfortable, but they carry it. The third, they might not be able to carry it. Some of them will. You hand them the fourth, they drop all the bowling balls, and they walk away from you. You just handed me way too much information, way too complicated. Yeah. If we use inside language, it's like taking that bowling ball and coating it in Vaseline <laughs> yeah. and handing it to you, and you can't even get purchase on the ball. You can't, yeah. you know, you can't hold it. Yep. And we're just doing that all the time. And so we have to learn to communicate very simply. And the elements of story help us do that, but not in a way that you think. <laughs> if you think this book is going to help you tell your story, you're wrong. Because I'm convinced if you tell your story, you'll lose money. Which leads us right into, <laughs> good lead in done, right into right. kind of the first principle of the story framework that we do. Understanding 
that there is a character of a story. Any good story starts with a character, and you have to identify what that character wants. Yeah, principle one that. in the book talks about when a story starts, you've got a hero. Yeah. And within a very short period of time, I mean 90 seconds or so, you have to define something that that hero wants because it posits a story question. Is the hero going to get what they want? Now, brands and amateur screenwriters make the same mistake. They either define what the character wants as really vague, uh-huh. you know, <laughs> the character wants a meaningful life. Well, that's not, I don't know what that is. Yeah. You know, maybe you've got to pinpoint that somehow. Or they define too many things that the character wants. Jason Bourne wants to know who he is, but he also wants to marry the girl and he wants to run a marathon. He wants to lose 30 pounds and he's thinking about adopting a cat. <laughs> Everybody in the theater is yeah. checking out. Yeah. And why are they checking out? They're having to burn too many calories. We're doing this with our customers. Some of you say, Don, my company does provide 50 things. Mm -hmm. How in the world do we boil it down? Well, I get into that in the book. You're going to have to. You're going to have to summarize what you provide for your customers in just a few words because that's what the story is about as far as they are concerned. If you throw something you know, like 25 solutions to 25 problems at them, They're not going to be able to put that in their brain. They're going to burn too many calories, and they're going to ignore you. So you have to be known for something. Geico, for example, sells all kinds of insurance. I mean, they they have a suite of products and services, but they are making hundreds of millions of dollars because we know they do one thing. They can save me 15% on car insurance. That's what they're known for. It's clear messaging repeated over and over branded in the brain of their customers. And that's what we have to learn how to do. Yeah, so the story starts with understanding who your character is and what they want. Who your character is and what they want. really, the journey of the story starts when that character encounters a problem. That's right. Principle number two is there has to be a problem. And the thing you go into the book pretty deeply is companies tend to sell solutions to external problems, but customers buy solution to internal problems. Talk about that for a second. That's right. Everybody knows there's a problem in stories, right? Yeah. I mean, if there's not a problem in the story, there is no story. If yeah. halfway through the story, Liam Neeson gets a call and says, hey, the bomb is a dud, well, and, and he <laughs> spends the next 90 minutes trying to disarm it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just removed yeah. any reason to keep watching this yeah. story. The only reason people are calling you or going to your website or coming to your retail store is because they have a problem, and they need to solve that problem. You have got to define that problem for our customers. Because as soon as we define the problem, they're interested in us. You know, it, when you hand your business card to a customer, figuratively, they put it in a Rolodex in their brain. You know the old Rolodexes where you put your business card yep. in? We yep. think they're putting that business card alphabetically under the names of the businesses. They're not. They're putting it alphabetically under the problem that you solve. Yes. And if you haven't clearly defined the problem that you solve, they're going to throw that business card away and they won't call you when that problem comes up. Yeah. Now you bring up an interesting point. There are actually multiple levels of problems mm-hmm. in a story. There's the external problem, which is the bomb that has to be disarmed. Liam Neeson has got to go do this. Yeah. But the purpose of the external problem is to manifest an internal problem. And that is the way Liam Neeson feels about his capability to disarm this <laughs> yes. bomb. That's the real story. And it's every story. It's not that the King George had to give this important speech in the King's speech. It's that he didn't feel like he could live up to his father's legacy. And he, he struggled with this stutter. And he didn't feel like he was the right man for the job. Billy Bean and Moneyball, he had failed in his base career and now he doesn't know if he has what it takes to get this done. Luke Skywalker, his uncle says, you're too young to be a Jedi. He goes on, he does, but he doubts himself the whole time. And at the end of the movie, he proves that he does in fact have what it takes. It's the internal struggle is what the movie is really about. 
And how that relates to branding is companies tend to sell solutions to external problems, but people buy solutions to internal problems. In other words, you sell the solution to an external problem, but that problem that you solve for your customers is making your customers feel frustrated. I mean, it's making them uncomfortable. And what they're really seeking is a resolution to that discomfort. So if you can talk about that discomfort in your marketing collateral and offer a resolution to that along yeah. with the external problem, you see business go up yep. because that's what people are really looking for. Yeah, how that looks from a brand perspective is we actually worked with, we've talked about him before, Kyle right, Schultz, yeah. Schultz Photo School, right. and where he helps parents take better pictures of their kids with like the fancy cameras that they bought when yeah. their kid were born and <laughs> never used. In the junk, yeah. junk drawer and not using them. So externally, the external problem that he could be selling to is just talk all the time about take better pictures, take better yeah, pictures the external of the camera. Problems, yeah, and here's how to use your camera. Yep, and, you know. all of that. But what he actually identified from the internal perspective is that they're afraid they're missing moments. Yeah. Missing moments of their kids growing up, which actually can even turn into that they're a bad parent, like guilt, right? <laughs> and I don't mean like we would put that on them, but they I start feeling not. like that they, they're a little guilty about missing those moments. Yeah. And he really spoke to that as a parent himself, identified with it and said, hey, don't miss these moments, capture the wonder of childhood. Right. And then his sales went, he actually did one email to, uh, to his whole list launching this product and he made 28,000 with that group of people. Which is great. Yeah. But he went through StoryBrand changed everything on his website, took off 900 of the thousand words that were there, just That's got amazing. really, really yeah. clear, got rid of 90%. And started saying what mattered, yeah, started talking to, to the internal, internal problem. internal problem and speaking to that for the parents because it's real. He wasn't making it up. That's the thing about this, about the internal. It's not like poking this insecurity. It's speaking to the internal fear or problem that people are actually feeling. Right. So six months later, he sent a new email that he had taken through the StoryBrand framework to the exact exact same list and went from 28,000 to 103,000. Yeah. And same you, list. It's really amazing. And then he was able to quit his job as a firefighter yeah. and now he's doing it full time. Yeah. But the big motivator there was he identified the frustration that people were trying to resolve. Yeah. And it's a myth for us to think that our customers are trying to solve an external problem. They're not. They're trying to resolve the frustration that external problem is costing them. But here's the competitive advantage. If your competition is talking about only about the external problem, you have an opportunity here. Because your customer is going to listen to you and they say, I don't want to feel that anymore. Yep. And they're going to give you a call or they're going to click buy now on your website. Well, we're back with another segment of Marketing Mythbusters with Kula Callahan. Hi, Kula. Hey, Don. In your Wonder Woman pose. Absolutely, every time. <laughs> What's today's myth? The myth is this. Your business will grow if you don't buy Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller. But of course it will grow. It's just a book. No, it can't it be that great grow, of a book. Don, it will not grow. It will not grow. This is what's called a direct call to action <laughs> in the Story Brand framework. It's a clear ask for a sale, and we are shameless today. But I also want to say real quick, if you do buy the book, forward your receipt to bonus at storybrand.com. We've got two bonuses for you. $148 worth of value. The book, I think, is 17 bucks on Amazon, probably about the same on barnesandnoble.com. But if you forward me your receipt at bonus at storybrand.com, I'll send you two lectures. One's an audio lecture called The Secret to How Customers Think, and the next is a video called Why Customers Really Buy. I'll tell you more about that at the end of the show. But Kula, I tend to agree with you. It's a myth. 
It is a myth. And to be totally honest, I truly believe in this book. If you're a business and you're experiencing any level of problem, whether it's that you can't grow or you don't know how to talk about what you do or your customers aren't engaging with your marketing collateral, truthfully, this is the easiest way to fix your business problems and grow your revenue, honestly. I mean, the response from people who have already started reading the book is insane. It's fun to be it's part really of it. It's really fun. Well, listen, grab the book, Building a Story Brand, and make sure you forward your receipt to bonus at storybrand.com. Kula, thanks so much. Best myth ever. <laughs> so in the story now, we've identified who the character is and what they want. want. They've encountered a problem. But in any good story, in you watching a movie, we know that that character cannot solve the problem on their own. Right. And so good storytellers bring in a new character that they call the guide, we call the guide, yeah. that is going to help the character move forward. And this third principle in the story brand framework is customers aren't looking for another hero, they're looking for a guide. This is the big one. This is This it. is the big paradigm dun, shift. Dun, dun, dun. Do not <laughs> position yourself as the hero in the story. Yeah. Your customer is the hero, you are the guide. Say that again. Don, would you mind saying it again? Because <laughs> this, I think every time when we talk to people after... Yeah, it's the big one. It's yeah, the moneymaker. This is the one that when you can get your brain around the idea that you are not the hero, it's not about talking how great you are, it's talking about your customer story and solving their problems. That's right. If you do that one thing, it's going to change everything for your business. And there's a scientific reason for that. We all wake up identifying as the hero in a story. We identify as the protagonist in a story. We're all trying to accomplish something. There's challenges that we face. We have a rough idea of an obligatory scene that might happen today or the next day where all of our conflict is going to resolve. We're in stories. The reason story makes sense to us is because we're living them. Yeah. So when I meet you at the lobby of the church and I'm saying, what do you do? And you say, my grandfather started the company. We're trying to win the this award and we're trying to up our best places to work metric and we're trying to double our revenue. What am I hearing? I'm hearing, oh, you're a hero in a story too. I'm a hero, you're a hero. In a world of scarce resources, yeah. we are contending with each other. Yeah, wish so, you well, but exactly. you're, not, you're not in my space. I don't we're not you. looking yeah. for a hero, we're looking for a guide. So what we say is, boy, I hope your story really works out great, but if you'd step aside, I'm trying to find a guide who can help me resolve a problem. Yeah. When we position ourselves as the guide, we become the person, we become the character that every customer is looking for. And so few companies are doing it. This is really powerful, JJ. Yeah. Look at who lost the most recent election. Jeb Bush. What was his tagline? Until we met with yeah, their yeah, team, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they changed it, but it was Jeb can fix it. Yeah. And he was at 3% in the polls. He had $117 million in the Right to Rise Super PAC, $12 million in his campaign fund. And he's going around saying, I'm the hero. Yeah. What did it get him? Nothing. Yeah. This is not a money problem. It's a message problem. Yeah. What was Hillary Clinton's tagline? I'm with her. I'm with her. Who's yep. the hero? She is. Yep. Why in the world didn't she win that election? It's because people aren't looking for a hero. They're looking for a guy. Now, I know Trump is a narcissist, but he did go around <laughs> the country saying, I'm going to make America great again. We're yeah. going to make America great again. I'm just a messenger. I'm the wrecking ball that you're going to send to D.C. Yeah. He invited them into a story rather than telling them a story about himself. That is the giant paradigm shift, and we've got to understand it. Now, here's what that means. It means that we need to position our company like Q in the James Bond movies. Yeah. So they come to us, and we lay out our products and services, and we say, what are you trying to do? And let me find a weapon for you yeah. to go kill the bad guy and win the day. Yeah. <laughs> and we position our products as weapons our customers can use to create a victory in their own life. But it is all about 
them. That's the message that they respond to. And what's amazing about it is a lot of people think they want to be the hero in a story, yeah. but the strongest characters in any movie are the guides. Heroes are weak. Yeah. It's Gandalf. It's Hamish. Well, Hamish is <laughs> it's strong as in a different way, but he's strong but he when it comes the to Hunger, Hunger Games. Games. Yeah. He, know, he has authority. He knows yeah. how to do it. It's Obi-Wan Kenobi. It's Yoda. It's all, Mary Poppins yeah. is, the, is the guide in Mary Poppins. The father is the hero. Because he's the one who goes on the journey, has a problem that needs solving, and Mary Poppins comes in and helps him with that problem. And heroes are insecure, weak, ill-equipped. They barely can get it done. And finally, by the end, they have a climactic scene where they rise to the occasion, right? Yeah. But the guide had been there the whole time. Yeah. The guide is the strongest character. So if you're positioning yourself as the hero, what people are smelling is weakness. Yeah. And they're smelling somebody who's needy and needs some help. They're the ones who need help, yep. not yeah. you, yeah. right? Yeah. So you position yourself as the guide. You'll position yourself as the person they are looking for yeah. to help them solve their problem. And you talk about how to do that. It's yeah, not, there's I mean, there's a couple things ways to you need do to it, do to position yourself as the guide. These are the two messages that you need to communicate that everybody around you will say, that's the brand I've been looking for. And they're in chapter six, I think. Yep. Is that right? Yeah. It's chapter six and of the book. And those are key because there's a way that you position yourself as the guide that is directed back towards the character, but you really explain that well. So it's not just about not talking about yourself. It's talking about yeah. yourself. You can talk about way. yourself all day long, but you can only say two things yeah. about yourself. <laughs> yes. And that's in the book and it's another moneymaker. It's just going to make all the difference yeah. for you. So we have the character who runs into a problem, who has a guide who comes alongside them. And then principle four is about giving your customers a plan. Well, if you think about it right now, we've identified what the character wants, right? That yep. invites them into the story. Then we identified a problem that the problem they're having is making them feel something. That sets the hook in the story. Yeah. Now they're hooked in the story. Yeah. <laughs> we position ourselves as the guide. So now there's some hope that maybe they can get out of this because here's somebody else who got out of it before and they can walk me yep. out of this. And now we're in a relationship with them. But asking them for a sale right now is too soon. Yeah, It's too big of a risk. This is the first time in the story that they've been invited to where they're going to have to take a risk. Yep. If we're asking for money, they might lose money. They might be embarrassed because this doesn't work or whatever. Yeah. It's not a next obvious step. It's a yawning chasm between where they are <laughs> and actually putting skin in the game. Yeah. So what we want to do is we want to create a plan, just three steps, four steps, something that says, hey, it's very easy to work with us. Yeah. So a financial advisor might say, hey, I'd like to sit you down. I think maybe you can retire a little earlier than you thought. I'd like to talk to you about that. JJ, why don't you bring your checkbook to my office next week? Yeah. Are you excited about that? <laughs> um, I, I don't know if I'm ready to... It just feels big. Yeah. It's like, hey, you know, you look really cute. You want to get married? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's some yeah. stuff that happens before that, yeah. right? And so the plan is what where that fits. So the financial advisor would say, I think you can probably retire a little earlier than you thought. And I have a really easy process that helps you do it. We meet for an informal meeting. I just assess your goals. I come back with a customized strategy for you. And if you choose, we can execute that for the rest of your life to make sure you're financially sound. What does that say to me? It says, this is easy. Yeah. Yeah, it's easy. I shouldn't oh, be making excuses. This. Yeah, I yeah. can do this. We call it, you know, when we teach this, JJ, we call it stones in the creek. Yeah. So imagine going on a hike and there's a rushing creek and you got to go through the creek to get to the trail on the other side. Yeah. Nobody's going to make that crossing. And, but then you see the stones. Yeah. Oh, we could do this if we go here, if we go here, we go here. Yeah. 
the number of people who choose to cross the creek greatly increase. And so the plan is incredibly important if we want people to place and an order. Every movie you see where there's like a heist or there's a, you know, they're like, yeah, yeah. they literally we got to sneak up. into the bank yeah, and then and we're going to blow the safe yeah. and then we're going to escape with a helicopter. It's a plan. Well, they literally use the words. They'll say, yeah. all right, here's the plan. Like they, <laughs> they, and we have to see that in a story. We have to see it is possible to win the day. When a guide comes alongside and says, here is a plan for you to win the day, then we trust them because we can right. step into that and see how the product, how the brand that we're positioning can help the customer win the day. It makes it feel easy. People will walk away at this point in the story that you've invited them into. They will walk away if there's any sort of dissonance, if there's a fog, if it's unclear, if it feels risky. Mm -hmm. They're going to make an excuse and they're going to walk away. Here's what they're really going to say. I'll call you down the road. Yeah. They're just wanting to be a people pleaser and get out of it. They're not going to call you down the road. Right? Because they just go, ah, this doesn't feel right. I should just go get this done. It's super simple. And a plan is the way to do that. So in chapter seven of the book, I've got two different plans that you can choose from. And you and I have both seen customers who've created plans. You know, I'm thinking of the financial advisor who literally called me not long after he attended the workshop, changed his website, put on a plan. And I think it was two months later, said, Don, I really need to take my website down. I thought, why? You know, what's going on? He said, we're just getting too much business. We yeah. can't deal with this. That's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> really great. Yeah. Why? Because all of a sudden, it's not intimidating to go meet with this financial advisor. Yeah. It's easy. Yeah. And I remember we worked with this organization called Dressember, yes. where they actually encourage women to wear a dress in December, yeah. one of the coldest months of yeah. the year, <laughs> to raise awareness about human trafficking and slavery. Yeah. We loved helping yeah. those guys. They, we actually did an interview with her on the podcast in one That's of the right, segments. Yeah. yeah. And she talked about how they went through, clarified everything. But one of the main things they did is clarify their plan, how to engage. Because how to engage before was kind of confusing. You had to yeah. put together a group. Not and, sure what, am I yeah. supposed to go buy a dress? Do I need to wear it every day? Exactly. What, am I supposed to tweet about it? They so didn't make a list. They didn't it, make it easy. Yeah, she made it really clear. One, two, three. Here's how you get engaged. And after they went through StoryBrand, over the year before, she went up 500% 500% in engagement. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. And over 100% in actual revenue, donations. donations. Yeah. yeah. Uh, at that point. And that was even, that was still pretty early in the campaign. She did so one was, thing. She resolved confusion about how you're supposed to do this. Yeah. Giving your customer a plan. Right. Well, then they get the plan. So now they have the plan and it's time to actually ask for that Some of them are still sitting the fence. Yeah. yeah. It's time to ask for the sale. And story brand principle number five is customers do not take action unless they are challenged to take action. Right. The next thing that happens in a movie and the next thing that has to happen in our brand and the story that we're inviting customers into is we have to call them to action. Yeah. Heroes don't take action unless they're challenged to take action. Yeah. <laughs> if there was a hero at the beginning who said, I need to lose 30 pounds and look in the mirror and said, I'm going to do it. And then they start doing it. Nobody would believe it, yeah. right? He's got to run into his high school sweetheart who's a yoga teacher and he's got a gallon <laughs> of ice cream in his <laughs> hand at the, at the Safeway, right? That's the only way this movie is going to get started. It's called yeah. an inciting incident. But the principle there is we've got to challenge our customers to buy something from yeah. us. And it has to be very, very clear. Most of us, most people listening to this are selling passively. Yeah, You know, you're saying, I, I don't want to bother you, but I've got this product that could solve your problem. If, you, if you're interested, just let me know. I don't want to be a nuisance. I don't want to be like an infomercial person. That's what you're saying, which is a very polite, wonderful thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> That's not what your customers are hearing. Yeah. What your customers are hearing is, I don't believe in my product. I don't believe it will actually solve your problem, but I will take your charity. If you want to give me some money, yeah, I'll need, give you this thing. I need in to exchange. put my kid in private lessons, so yeah. I need money. So I'm going to ask, but I don't really mean it. <laughs> and the people who ask receive. Yes. And practically what this means is there should be a buy now button in the top right of your website. And if there is not, you're losing sales. It should not be crowded with 
about and contact and frequently ask questions and pictures of my cat. It should just be <laughs> by now or yeah. schedule an appointment or whatever your direct call to action is. It should be a different color. It's the obvious button to press and it's repeated over and over down the page. Yeah. And there's another kind of call to action you can put there too. If they don't buy from you, you can engage them in a relationship and we go into that in the book. But the point here is you've got to call customers to action. I want to start a an investment company. Yeah. Basically, we agree to help a company. We say we're going to help you with your marketing. But if in 24 months you double revenue, StoryBrand gets 10% equity. Of yeah. course, we would handpick the right <laughs> yeah, customers. Yeah, yeah. They would, we'd get lawyers in the room. They'd draw up the paperwork and they'd say, Don, we can't wait to get started. We're willing to work as hard as it takes all 24 months. We really want to double revenue. And I'll say, great, put a buy now button in the top right of your website and start writing me checks because <laughs> you're not asking anybody for the sale. You know, yeah. The point is clear. You've just got to challenge your customers to take action. It needs to be clear. Yeah. And we actually even got an example of this yeah. today. Like just before yeah, so we were recording, somebody sent us one of our guides. One of our goes, certified guides who helps people with their marketing. He sent us a letter that one of his clients sent. This is an email. Imagine getting this email, right? Uh-huh. He says, I'm Ryan from RGM Transport. We haul big stuff. You make big tanks. Call me so I can help. <laughs> that's, all the, that's all the email <laughs> that's all it said. He got a call within 15 minutes at 6.45 a.m. The guy called him back. And he's now proposing a $50,000 deal. And I bet you he gets the deal. (laughs) And we just talked to somebody yesterday who just took that one piece of advice. They actually clarified their website. We go into the book where everything needs to be on your website visually so that it makes sense to the customer. She did that and she put a buy now button on her website. She had a 400% increase in revenue. (laughs) Yes. Just makes sense. We all learn this. Like if you don't ask the girl out, you're not going to get a date. Yeah. And most of us are like, hey, you like coffee? I like coffee. I mean, we can. Yeah, it's passive. We want to study together. She's like, you're creepy. Yeah. When I used to work with college students, I used to say, stop asking them to study. Ask them out. Like just like say, (laughs) will you go on a date? with me. Give them something to accept or reject. That's it. That's you have what, to give our customers something to accept or reject. If you do one thing yeah. after listening to this podcast, <laughs> we might say that about 10 direct, times. Yeah, yeah. Clarify your direct yeah. call to yeah. action. So the reason why people are really going to act, why they're going to take that call to action after you've already established what they want, understood right. their problem, positioned yourself as a guide and given them a plan to overcome those problems. The main reason they're going to act is because there are stakes in the game. That's right. It comes to a point where like, they are either going to win or lose something based on this action. And That's exactly it. the next principle in the story brand framework is every human being is trying to avoid a tragic ending. That's right. We have to clearly communicate the negative consequences that will happen to our customers if they do not buy our products. Yeah. We have to. Something bad is going to happen. In movies, they kind of live in the failure side of things. Yeah. It's like, it could be it's bad. Kind it of could like, be bad. They hang it over always, your head. Yeah. The bomb's always going to go off and everything. And in branding, you can't really like live in that space the whole time or you're yeah. going to turn people off. But people still need to know there is something at stake here. If, if you remove what's at stake if customers don't buy from you, they have zero reason to call you. Yeah. They're all trying to avoid something bad happening. Yeah. They're trying to stop a toothache. They're trying to avoid a heart attack in the future. They're trying to avoid being embarrassed about their lawn. And so they hire a lawn care company. They're trying to avoid something negative. And you just have to put a little seasoning in the mix here. You just have to mention, hey, you know, we just don't want this to happen to you. You know, like you say, I go into the book about how you can overdo this, which is not a good thing. (laughs) But if you underdo this part, nobody's going to be interested in it. You have to put some sense of failure that might happen 
or there's no stakes in the game. And the opposite of that is you have to show them what life is going to look like in a positive way after they've purchased your product. That's right. You have to show them what success looks like, which leads us to really quickly the principle seven, mm -hmm. right into that. They go together, kind of you're avoiding the failure, moving into success. Principle seven is you need to show people how your products can positively affect their lives. That's right. You have to give them a vision and people head toward that vision. You have to demonstrate somehow that you're not going to have toothaches and you're going to make more money in the stock market. Yeah. Uh, you're going to like your hair better. You're going to like the way these clothes fit. I guarantee it. Yeah. You know, all that kind of stuff. That's all success oriented. And it's one of the most important things in the whole framework. People just head toward a happy ending. Think about booking.com, right? Yeah. Booking.com competed with booking. Travelocity. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> they competed with Travelocity and Priceline and Hotwire and all these other things. They did it instantly by only hitting that one drum, that success, success, success. You're going to like your trip. You're going to like your hotel room. You're going to like the food. You're going to like where we, we put you. You're going to love your vacation. They just kept hitting it and people just started booking there because they wanted to have that success experience. So if we're not telling people, here's what your life will look like if you do business with us, they're not going to do business with us, both in the positive and the negative. Yeah, and what this looks like even just on your website is a lot of people, so many people, I'm so surprised by this, have buildings on the front of their website or yeah, they're, they're cityscapes. Yeah. Not even their building, just like a nice cityscape <laughs> or like a mountain or a stream. Or and a it's guy pretty. pictured from behind holding his hands up on top of <laughs> yeah, a mountain. Yeah. How many times yeah. have we seen that? They've got Are you selling a hike? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> and you go, you look at it and you go, what are they selling? And you don't know immediately, but what you can do is show smiley, happy people using your product. That's right. There's almost nothing that beats somebody smiling using your product. If you did that, if you only did that after this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you just did that. Well, that's the seven-part framework. I yeah. elaborate on every part of it in the book. And not only that, but you can actually go online and you use a piece of software that you get free with the book. And you can actually enter in your seven messages. And these are the only seven things you should be communicating about your company. Anything else is noise. These are the seven elements of story. They haven't changed in 2,000 years. Yeah. They're not going to change. And if you're not using them, you're communicating noise in the marketplace rather than a narrative people can dive into. And so you can go through this book and you can actually go and use our software. You go to mystorybrand.com. You log on. You use our software to create a brand message of your own and you're going to look at your clear message on one page and then you use that to build a better website you use that to create email campaigns you use that to give your elevator pitch but even if you if you don't do any of that you're just going to finally have some clarity about where you fit in the marketplace and why you matter yeah not only do you get that when you get the book the book is 18 bucks i think on amazon not only do you get that the software the book but we actually have a chapter in here called building a better website where i tell you exactly what you need to put on your website <laughs> yeah. and then i have another chapter called the story brand marketing roadmap which walks you through how to create a sales funnel so let's say you clarify your message you're like what do i do with this first of all you you build a better website you make that website clear yeah and then you create a sales funnel and your sales just go exponentially up I we've seen it over and over I am so excited to get this in people's hands. Like I know even a lot of the people who've pre-ordered it, they're going to be getting it tomorrow. Yeah. You know, everybody can get it tomorrow. I'm so excited. Go today. If you have not ordered it already, go today to amazon.com and order Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller. Get this. You know, we only gave you like five things that if you did one of them would right, yeah. radically change your business, but you get the whole framework, understand how to use it and put it into your messaging and you will see business increase. We've okay. just seen it over and over. Not only that, JJ, but if you order a book on Amazon, 
or barnesandnoble.com. They're going to email you a receipt. Hit forward when you get that receipt. Send it to bonus at storybrand.com, and I'm going to send you two things. The first is an audio of a lecture. It was a private lecture I gave in Orlando, Florida, and the lecture was called The Secret to How Customers Really Think. And I think I went for almost an hour and explained how the brain works and how the brain works as it's engaging your website. And nobody could get in the room, but we called them and said, hey, can we actually send this? They said, sure. And so it's yours. You get exclusive access to that. And JJ, you and I teach a workshop in Nashville, Tennessee Uh every month. And about 40, 50 business leaders come. They pay $3,000 a piece. And we just brought in cameras and filmed the first hour or so of that yeah. workshop, the introduction to it. And you don't even have to get on a plane and come to Nashville. You don't have to pay the $3,000. You can watch the first hour of that workshop, in which I give a lecture called Why Customers Really Buy. And that alone is you're going to go back and change your website, change all yeah. your collateral, and change <laughs> the way that you talk about your company. It's $148 worth of bonuses for buying a $17 book. So if you buy the book, forward your receipt to bonus at storybrand.com. Again, you get the book, you get the software, you get the extra chapters teaching you to create a sales funnel, plus you get two bonuses worth 148 bucks. We're excited. So excited. I love that people are going to be able to have this. Yeah. Well, we've seen so many stories. I'm thinking of, you know, when we first started teaching people the framework. Remember Whitney English? Uh-huh. was like 200% or something yeah. more <laughs> increase in revenue. No, she quadrupled. Yeah, she quadrupled. 400% yep. increase in revenue. And Michael Hyatt took his team through it, had over 100% increase in revenue. Dave Ramsey has seen a jump in revenue in some of his departments because he's taking his teams through it. I'm telling you, a clear message is your competitive advantage. If you fumble over your words and your ideas and you don't know exactly how to communicate what you do, nobody can understand you and nobody's going to buy your product. So the book is Building a Story Brand and you can get it anywhere you buy books and we're just grateful to have it out. JJ, on the theme of communicating clearly, you know yeah. who our guest is next week? I do. And <laughs> I am so, so excited. excited. <laughs> She's got one of the most popular TED Talks of all time. Yes. Her name is Nancy Duarte. And yeah. I was amazed at her talk. She basically, you know, she helps people give great keynotes. She's got yep. this great company in San Francisco. If you're struggling, you got a keynote coming up and you're going to have to hit a grand slam. You want to call Nancy and her firm. She has coaches and facilitators and designers and all sorts of stuff to make sure your keynote just is an absolute grand slam. In her TED Talk, she actually took the I Have a Dream speech that Martin Luther King gave, and she lays it over the top of Steve Jobs' first iPhone release, (laughs) and she reveals how it's the exact same speech. Same beat, same Same, form. Yeah, it's really amazing. So she's discovered these patterns in the way we communicate that cause people to pay attention. Sound familiar? Yes. (laughs) I I like her a lot. And so we're going to elaborate even more on this theme next week as Nancy Duarte has agreed to come on the show. I want you to hear a little bit of my conversation with Nancy Duarte. The people who are willing to just run up on stage unprepared are the scarier ones because they just take up the audience's time, they'll ramble, they won't prepare, it'll be just awful. But when you can get one of those guys or gals that's really scared, they prepare and they will not waste your time and they will be succinct and they will be clear and it'll be lovely. So I just think it's getting over fear and then actually making the commitment to do it. So there you go. 
Makes me want to give a speech. I love her. I love her. I heard her give talk about five years ago, and it changed the way I do speeches. Yeah, I'm the same. Not only that TED talk, but I heard her at World Domination Summit. Not only you know does she teach you to give a good speech, she gets a standing ovation wherever every she time. goes. Every yeah, time. She, She's amazing. She practices what yeah. she preaches. So if you ever have to give a speech, or if you ever thought maybe one day I want to give a speech, you definitely want to catch next week's episode of the Building a Story Brand podcast. If you haven't subscribed yet, go to Apple Podcast and subscribe today. It'll show up automatically in your email box, you'll get a notification so you don't miss any of the world-class wisdom (laughs) from me and JJ. (laughs) Well, music from this episode is by Andrew Bell. You can listen to Andrew's new record, Dive Deep, on Spotify or on iTunes. Thanks, as always, for listening to the Building a Story Brand podcast, where we believe if you confuse, you'll lose. Noise is the enemy, and creating a clear message is the best way to grow your business. 